us, sweet land of liberty. Our founding fathers not only pledged, but gave their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor to obtain our God-given liberty. Now it's our turn. Liberty can only thrive if it's alive in the hearts of a freedom-loving people. I'm Dan Matthews, and I'm pleased to welcome you to Freedom's Ring. Here's our host and constitutional lawyer and minister, Alan Reinock. Welcome back to Freedom's Ring, my friends. We have a very interesting topic for you today. It's known as Project Blitz. And I don't think you're going to like what this is all about. Here to discuss it with us is a man who has been covering the religious freedom beat for several decades. Fred Clarkson serves as senior research analyst for the Political Research Associates and has been writing on religious freedom issues for Certainly, even longer, I've been here 25 years. So, Fred, I know you've been at it quite a while, and uh, glad to have you back at Freedom Spring today. Well, thanks very much for having me, Alan. So, Project Blitz, tell us, first of all, what is it, and who's behind this brainchild? Uh, well, there, there's a coalition of groups, uh, conservative Christian political groups, uh, led by something called the Congressional Prayer Caucus Foundation. And it's uh, related to members of Congress who uh, have a prayer caucus, but they have their own political agenda aimed at the states. And for several years, they've had a, a package of uh, state le- model state legislation that uh, they uh, then distribute to uh, state legislative prayer caucuses. Uh, most of the states have them at this point, and the members of those groups use these model bills to meant to politically strategize how to advance uh, their a theocratic agenda in uh, public life. Now, you say a theocratic agenda. Um, those are kind of fighting words, in a sense. Is it, you know, Christians will say, well, we just want religious freedom. Our freedoms are being taken away. In what sense is it really, in your view, a theocratic agenda? Well, partly because they say so. Uh, I published a, a series of articles at Religion Dispatches, uh, and uh, which you can find online, uh, and uh, I acquired their uh, 100-page strategy manual. And they have a multi-year plan to take uh, less controversial pieces of legislation, like posting In God We Trust in the public schools, and moving towards increasingly uh, less religion-friendly, at least to the religious views, and rights of others over time. They, they see it as a building process. But uh, they say quite explicitly that it's about Christian dominion uh, of a very particular sort. And, uh, you know, they're serious about it. So when you say it's fighting words, well, right now it's a one-way fight. A one-way fight because nobody's fighting back? Well, I think it's that uh, most uh, religious and non-religious folks of goodwill don't have the whole picture in mind. They're, what they're doing is uh, they have a plan, and they're picking their battles. You know, it's in God we trust over here, a religious exemption from providing health care over there. Uh, it's like, oh, let's have a Bible literacy class over in this other place. But uh, when you look at the long-range intention and the multifaceted pieces of the puzzle, you say, well, now, they have a plan, and everybody to the left of the Christian right doesn't see the plan. It's like going into World War II without seeing the wider intentions, you know, of the other side. If you just look, pick one battle at a time, you're not seeing the whole war. And so when you say theocratic intentions, what, I mean, theocracy has perhaps, you know, different resonance with different people. Um, 
But, you know, you said you read kind of their strategy uh, manual. Uh, Do they see this coming down that, you know, religious freedom is only for the in-group and the out, you know, the outsiders, they don't enjoy their religious freedom? Uh, over the short run, you know, religious freedom is still for everybody. Although you could argue about uh, the use of public institutions to impose certain kinds of religious views, but even setting that aside as benign for the time being, there's a plan, you know, by the Christian Dominionists cooked up uh, many years ago. It was basically the idea of using the idea of religious liberty, as we all mostly understand it to be, and to gull people uh, by framing their ideas under the rubric of religious liberty or religious freedom until such time as they have enough political power to end it for everybody whose religious views they disapprove of. And just looking up the website for Project Blitz, I noted that they state the purpose essentially is to protect their own beliefs and their own values, not to protect religious freedom generally for everybody. And I'll quote here, purpose to protect the free exercise of traditional Judeo-Christian religious values and beliefs in the public square and to reclaim and properly define the narrative which supports such beliefs. So they pretty much come out in sanitized language and say, we're working for religious freedom for ourselves, not for you, not for somebody else. Yeah, that's right. They they speak out of both sides of their mouth on their own website in that regard, uh, because they they take this package of 20 model bills and uh, they frame the whole thing under the rubric of religious freedom. So, it's, for example, it's if you have a state legislature that wants to uh, uh, post uh, In God We Trust in the public schools and other public buildings, that's framed as a matter of religious freedom that they should be able to do that. I can see that. Um You know, and I hear your concern about focusing on, you know, the skirmishes rather than the overall war, because, I mean, I don't care that much whether, you know, in God we trust is posted somewhere or not posted somewhere. You know, the other set of bills that is now really becoming prominent has to do with Bible literacy classes in the public schools, and at least objectively, uh, teaching, you know, I, I believe that the Bible should be taught, that, that you can't have a decent education without being fully versed in the Bible. But the question is, is it going to be taught in a constitutional manner, objectively, or is it going to be taught devotionally, which is not the job of government to do? Well, that's right. I, I think that most people, you know, who value their uh, their religious identities and teaching the Bible as they understand it in, within their churches, why in the world would you want the government to hire somebody else who may not be of your faith to teach the Bible to your children? It doesn't make any sense, you know, unless, of course, it's done in, as you say, a constitutional way where it's being taught as a as an important uh, artifact, you know, of history and literature that helps us to understand our culture, but done in a respectful way that understands that not everybody believes the Bible, and nobody should have to in a public school setting. Right. The the opportunism here, right, to take religious indoctrination and use a, the, uh, the facade of the public school saying, well, we're really just teaching Bible or literature, wink, you know, and it gets to a disingenuousness that dishonors the faith, that dishonors the Bible, uh, and uh, is, is an insult to everybody of different 
religions or no religion at all. You know, Fred, I'm reminded years ago there was a case, I want to say it was in Mississippi, where a Christian family was run out of town for objecting to the Bible teaching there, the Bible class in the public school system, uh, you know, 30 years after the Supreme Court cases in the 1960s addressing Bible reading and prayer in the schools. And the story that came out is that they were teaching that each day of creation was an indefinite period of time. And I laughed, you know, and I laughed because, yeah, there are plenty of people who believe it that way, but of course, there's lots of fundamentalists in that state who surely believe that each day of creation is a literal 24-hour day. And so, you know, now you have the public school taking a theological position contrary to that of at least a, a healthy segment of the population, which just illustrated to me the reason why we want to be so careful if, you know, yes, we should be teaching the Bible, but we should be careful not, you know, that the teachers who are teaching it are not staking out theological positions, because on any one of a number of theological positions, there's going to be so much disagreement. And one other thing that comes to mind here, my kids were in a non-denominational Christian school for a short time, and there... They literally could not teach more than just like Bible memorization and and reading the Bible because there were so many doctrinal traditions and beliefs represented among the diverse Christian student body that as soon as they started getting into anything of substance, somebody was going to be upset with them. So they had to just keep it really, really basic. Well, that's right. And so that gets into the idea of if when you, when you engage public schools, and this is where the Ngabi Trust thing comes in, frankly, and that's you're ending up with an increasingly watered-down version of the faith, whichever faith you might happen to be. In public schools, they can only give you a watered-down version for the very reason you just described, because everybody has a different idea about what's true and come from a different place about how to interpret Scripture. So what's a public school teacher to do? What's a public school to do? Put up the most generic, watered-down, government-imposed slogan that they can find and stick it on the wall. Yeah, well, the slogan, I don't see how we benefit from the slogan, Um, although hey, a reminder to trust in God, you know, that seems like a positive enough message as far as it goes. Um, I don't see that it's offensive, and that's why I'm especially concerned with this On whole left, sort of... you have more than one God, or who's God to be talking about here, you know? Is it, uh, mm-hmm. is it Allah, you know? Is it Jehovah? You know, is you know, it Or do Christian, we really have to subject people who have no religious views at all to the idea that the government says that there is one and you all better trust them? I hear you. I hear you, Fred. So Project Blitz, why the uh-huh. term Blitz? Where does that come from? It kind of sounds, you know, warlike to me. Well, it does. I mean, it's, um, I, I don't know how they arrived at it. I mean, you people who follow football know that, uh, you know, a, a massive, you know, football play can be called a blitz. But, you know, more infamously, you know, the Nazis, you know, had a blitz, you know, in Europe, you know, that was pretty devastating. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a strong warlike or a strong sports-like metaphor, which I found kind of surprising that they would dress up, uh, Legislative package under the under the rubric of religious freedom and call it Project Blitz. 
So in football, a blitz is when everybody rushes the passer. And so it's like a, you know, a sudden move to try to um, really make a huge impact, right, to, to down the, uh, the quarterback. Um, well, this is a very interesting subject. The fact that Christian Reconstructionism is now going mainstream in terms of our elected officials organizing to pursue a Reconstructionist vision, I think that's the larger story here, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, in most. I think a lot of people wouldn't think of themselves necessarily as reconstructionists. It's because that's the theory, right? That's the that's the program to implement their understanding of Old Testament biblical law in today's society. But the ideas of uh, if like if you think that you should have a Christian nation or you think that we should have a society organized under biblical principles, well, well exactly where are who <laughs> whose biblical principles are we talking about here? The Christian Reconstructionists are the only group to have actually written down what that should look like. So everybody who's on the playing field is playing by that playbook, or at least figuring out how they relate to it in terms of their own political vision. So yeah, the uh, the Reconstructionists have the you know have have the vision, and Project Blitz is an important part of the playbook. We're out of time. Our guest today has been author and researcher Fred Clarkson. We're talking about. The Christian Reconstructionist Playbook, known as Project Blitz, package of legislative initiatives being sold around the country. Fred, thanks for being with us on Freedom's Ring today. Well, thanks so much, Ellen. Anytime. As we close, remember here at Freedom's Ring, we don't just talk about religious freedom. We help those suffering religious discrimination, especially at the workplace. Check out our legal resources page at churchstate.org. Don't forget, friends, freedom is not free. Be informed. Get involved. And you can listen to Freedom's Ring on our SoundCloud radio station or on iTunes. This has been Freedom's Ring. I'm your host, Alan Reinach. Until next week, let freedom ring.